It's the Go Million and Go Million interview and prayer call podcast. You will be blessed in two ways with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Hey everybody, God bless you all. I am Bishop G and I thank God for you being with us today. This is the Go Million and Go Million Ministry Top City Z uh, prayer call, interview, prayer call, and podcast. And on today, guess what? Uh, we have a very uh, special guest, and uh, that special guest is myself. Praise be unto God. Isn't God good like that? We certainly invite you to uh, share uh share uh with everybody today we invite of course all of uh, our friends uh, brothers and sisters to uh be with us uh on today we thank god for you uh, uh also on today uh god is just phenomenally phenomenally good i am just sending out some invites to uh, some people, inviting them to come and to be with us here uh, on on today on uh, our uh, interview prayer call podcast. And as I said, I am uh, interviewing uh, myself. Surprise, surprise, I said surprise guest. And I am the surprise guest uh, on today. Well, I thank God again for all of you all. It is Wednesday, and for many, uh, that's called Hump Day. Praise the Lord. Hump Day. That means the middle of the week. We're getting over the hump. We are moving on to the downhill side of our week. Uh, You know, this month we have been uh, dealing at the top with... uh, the theme it's uh it's it's over it is over and 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 from that we believe certainly from uh philippians uh four nine god will supply uh, uh supply all of our need according to uh his riches in glory another translation uh says god will give us what uh we need out of his unlimited uh, riches in heaven. God is able to do that. Matter of fact, God's able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever we ask or think. And I, I tell you, if you haven't had an opportunity to go out on Facebook Live, you need to go out there and uh, grab the rich word God deposited in us to share on Sunday from Luke chapter 19 about Zacchaeus. You already uh, have enough. God has already given us enough of everything that we need. If you know the story of Zacchaeus, you know he sought to see Jesus, but in the economy of height. Hello, Deborah Humphreys, Ella Francine, Gomillion. God bless you. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, surprise guest interview. I'm interviewing myself. But on, on last Sunday, as we preached from, uh, from Luke, um, 
Luke chapter 19, talking about you already have enough. We were dealing uh, with uh, Zacchaeus. And as you know, Zacchaeus uh, sought to see Jesus. And, uh, and the problem he had was in the economy of height, he didn't appear to have enough of what he needed. But uh, God had already uh, given him what he needed to compensate for what he didn't have because God had given uh, him uh, speed, number one. And then, of course, number two, God had given him a specialty, uh, which was climbing. And then number three, God had given uh, Zacchaeus space. He had given him uh, somewhere to be able to climb. It doesn't matter how much climbing ability you have if you don't have something to climb. And uh, Zacchaeus, oh, God had given Zacchaeus a tree. And, you know, some trees, it takes 30 years to grow. Other trees, it takes 100 years to grow. So God had, uh, at least 30 years ago, uh, knew uh, in his infinite foreknowledge, actually didn't know 30 years ago. He knows everything at all times, you know, with his whole being. So God, uh, God is everywhere at all times with his whole being, and he knows everything. So God knew uh, from uh, eternity past that Zacchaeus was going to want to see Jesus and that he needed to have something to climb. So God had someone to plant that tree there between 30 to 100 years ago so that uh, at that exact moment, uh, Zacchaeus would have something to be able to climb in order for him to to see Jesus. So uh, it appeared that he didn't have what he needed, but he already had what he needed. God has already provided for us everything uh, that we need. Praise be unto God. And again, you're listening to the Gomillion and Gomillion Ministry Top City Z prayer call. And if you would like to uh, pray, you can dial in at 518-425-1719. The prayer line will be open at uh, 12 uh, p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, 10 uh, a.m. Uh, Central Time. You can dial in again, 518-425-1719. If you have a personal prayer and you uh, do not uh, desire to express it over Facebook Live, you can just hit me uh, up on uh, my instant message and I will pray uh, for you on today. Hey, how you doing? We thank God for Elder Sandra Laos Jenkins who will be uh, handling the prayer call on today. And again, that's 12 uh, p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You can dial in on, you can also dial in, that's 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time, 518-425-1719. And I am the surprise guest. I am uh, interviewing uh, myself. Well, I've already started to uh, teach a little bit about what we uh, had to share on last week from Luke chapter 19 uh, about Zacchaeus. Uh, wanting to see Jesus, but not seeming to have uh, enough of what he needed to be able to see him. And of course, what he needed was height. And you can go out there on uh, Facebook Live and you can get the whole message. I promise you uh, that it will, uh, it will bless your soul. It will bless your soul. Um, listen, um, who is uh, Nathaniel Gomillion? Well, 
uh, Nathaniel Gomillion is uh, uh, Willie Gomillion and uh, Jodine Gomillion Reed's uh, son. And of course, uh, my dad um, uh, departed from the relationship with my mother while I was in the womb. And so I was raised by William uh, Reed. And I thank God for him and what he deposited into my life and how he took care of me and my brothers. Uh, I am from St. Louis, Missouri, which is right out there in the Midwest on the uh, Mississippi River. Uh, the climate is hot, humid, and it was very, very cold in the wintertime. And unlike it is in Virginia, uh, we never had a cancellation of school. We went to school when the snow was two feet high. We just had to make our way on over to the school system. Hey, how you doing, Overseer uh, Zachary Taylor? And so I was born there and uh, I was raised there and uh, we lived all over the city. And so I went to different schools. I went to Laclede, Arlington, uh, Bates, and then we had what they call uh, transporting when I was a kid. So uh, transporting was not to achieve uh, racial equality. It was because the schools in the black neighborhoods did not have uh, uh, enough space and the schools in the white neighborhoods had more than enough space. And since they were not about to build another school in our neighborhood, they transported us to schools in Caucasian neighborhoods. And so our grade school only had kindergarten, first and second grade, and then it had the seventh and eighth grade. But the, uh, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grades were transported to uh, other schools throughout the city in Caucasian neighborhoods. And so I went to Walnut, uh, Grove, I went to Herzog, those are two of the schools that I can remember uh, going to outside of our neighborhood. We had to get to school, go down to our home school, catch the bus early, and get on the bus and go to the school in the Caucasian neighborhood. <clears throat> and we had like uh, um, a whole uh, uh, area of the school up on the third or the second floor in the corner where the black classes were held. And of course, they were the Negro classes then. And we had a separate area of the playground in which we played at during the recess. And we had a separate lunch period. And those uh, schools uh, had um, two separate baseball teams, two separate basketball teams two separate square dance teams, whatever kind of activities that you had going on in the school, you had two teams in that school, a black team and a Caucasian team. And so that's, that's kind of how uh, I grew up. And, and then I went to, uh, when I got to my eighth grade class, my mom moved and my dad moved and I went to end up going to Enright Middle uh, junior high school. I stayed there one year <clears throat> and then from Enright Middle 
uh, I went over to um, Soldan uh, High School. Mighty Mighty Tigers of Soldan went there in 1966, graduated in 1970. And while I was in school, I was a part of the distributive education program, which meant that I was able to get a job and I ended up going to work for Time Again uh, Shoes. I was like 19 years old, working for a guy named Dan Block, Jewish guy, uh, really nice guy. And I worked on the corner of what was Holderman Avenue and uh, Eastern Avenue, uh, which is now Martin Luther King uh, Boulevard. And I worked there until um, I uh, graduated from high school. And then, of course, after I graduated from high school, I um, tried uh, working part-time, going to Florida Valley Community College and partying most of the time. And I discovered that uh, schoolwork and partying and working wasn't going to make it. And I went into the military in 1971. I stayed in the military three years. I did my basic at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Did my, my advanced individual training at Fort Gordon, Georgia. And discovered in Fort Gordon, Georgia that my father's hometown, Willie Gomez's hometown was Aiken, South Carolina, about eight miles from uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia. I met a bunch of Gomez down there. And then of course I went to Izmir, Turkey, spent 18 months. And over in Izmir, Turkey, I became a Sunnah Orthodox Muslim, uh, not because I really wanted to be a Muslim, but because I had this issue believing that Jesus was a white man's God, and I didn't want to have anything to do with that back at that time. And so, but I tell people all the time, I got saved by pork chops and bologna because I could not um, get those things out of my system. But I came back to Virginia, Fort Lee, that's how I got to Virginia. I came to Virginia, Fort Lee, met a friend of mine, great, great friend, uh, Pastor Frank Akins. He wasn't a pastor then, he was a disc jockey. We were both disc jockeying. I was moved in, was living with him and uh, a guy named Michael Merritt. And we were disc jockeying all around the county and the cities and all of that. And then Frank got saved. I thought he had lost his mind, but um, he had got he got saved. And uh, it was a, a while after that that um, I was having some difficulty in my own life. And called him up one Sunday morning, asking where he was preaching at, and he happened to be preaching at his home church, which was shallow over in Chesterfield. And I went over there, I remember him preaching about the church at Laodicea, I never will forget it. And uh, that that message, I think, revolutionized, or should I say, changed uh, my life. And uh, uh, the Lord became uh, real to me. And then we, uh, he, he was with this group called Gospel Unlimited, singing group that was singing all up and down the East Coast, great group. And I began to go over there with uh, Gospel Unlimited and there solidified my, my, my faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
we had a building, we had a bus, we had it going on, Gospel Unlimited. It was a really great, great organization. Uh, and so from there, fast forward 1981, uh, I mean, I was, I was at Mount Carmel Baptist Church where I announced my call. And then I don't want to give all, all my information away, but from there I ended up at Pleasant Grove Baptist Church in Prince George under Pastor A. Lincoln James where he licensed me in May of 1981. And uh, we were still with Gospel Unlimited and we were still having Bible study. We were teaching uh, Bible study out at the prison. I mean, uh, it was really, really, really having a great, great time. And then uh, my good friend, hey, Bishop Hart, how you doing? I'm interviewing myself, in case you don't know. Uh, but, but, but then after, after that, uh, um, I met this young lady, uh, Francine Gomillion. Of course, she was a tailor then, and Smith Taylor then. And I met her and fell uh, deeply in love with her. Thank you, uh, Bishop Hart, for listening from Seattle, Washington. I felt deeply in love with uh, Francine Gomillion and uh, deeply in love with uh, her four children, which are now my children. We have been married now for, wow, 39 years. And uh, it was recently after that, we got married and, and, and uh, my good friend who's now going on to be with the Lord, uh, Pastor William uh, Bland, William M. Bland uh, Jr., he was a candidate at Ebenezer in Ivo, but he got called to a church in Waverly. And he called me up one day and said, hey, go, uh, what you doing on Sunday? I said, man, I, I ain't doing nothing. He said, you want to go down to Ebenezer and preach? So I said, yeah. He said, call this number. So I called the chairman of the deacon ministry and um, uh, went down and preached. And he took my uh, my uh, introduction, which was written on a, a yellow piece of notebook paper and, and took it as my resume. And they called me. <coughs> I stayed there. I, I got called and then. Uh, had some internal struggles. I got uncalled and then I got called again and, and, and then I got uh, installed there in May of 1985. I stayed there until about 93 and we left there and founded the Tabernacle of Praise for Gospel Baptist Church in Zuni. And, uh, and shortly after that, I started seeing Bishop Morton on TV and was just blessed and mesmerized by his ministry. Called him. I was working for the government also and at the time. And I called him and he called me back. That messed up my mind. Man with 19,000 members called me back. And uh, I said, I got to go down to New Orleans to this inaugural conference to see what this is really all about. And I've been a part of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship ever since. And I started out as a, one of the founding district overseers in the state of Virginia. And from that, I became a general overseer. And I think, I mean, I could tell you about that whole 
history because I remember my whole walk through for gospel. I was a regional general overseer of the Southwest region and the Western Pacific region. And then I was moved to the East Coast and I was a regional general overseer of uh, the Northeast Central region, which is up in New York in that area and the Southern Atlantic region for which I live, which is North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, and Florida. And then I was at a leadership meeting and I was called downstairs and they said to me, we're going to make you general overseer of fellowship assistance. And then from there, they added in emerging churches. And then from there, around 2005, I was chosen for consecration and was consecrated the bishop in the fellowship in 2005. And so that's where I've been uh, in full gospel. And uh, Bishop Morton was the person who consecrated me. Actually, it was Bishop Morton, Bishop Clarence McClendon, and Bishop Neil Ellis. Thank God for those three. And I now serve under the leadership of uh, Bishop Joseph uh, Walker uh, from the Mount Zion uh, Church in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And I think been pastoring Tabernacle of Praise for 29 years and been in the fellowship for the same amount of time. Isn't that something? And God has blessed me to serve in many different positions. Uh, President of the Baptist Ministers Conference of Petersburg for five years. Uh, I'm now on the advisory board of the uh, Franklin and Vicinity Ministers Alliance. Um, and uh, still strong in ministry. Um, and still married and in love with that woman, Francine Gomillion love of my life. Thank God for her. She is a prophetess in her own right. Great preaching spirit. Thank God for her. Hey, Overseer Derek Coleman, bless you, man of God. Good to have you with us on today. I'm actually interviewing myself, man. If I knew you were available, I would have interviewed you. Uh, Deborah Humphreys, God bless you for being uh, with us on today. I've got about uh, six more minutes, seven more minutes. Bishop Larry Branch, bless you, man of God. I am uh, interviewing uh, myself. Praise God for you, Bishop Larry Branch. Let me and let, let me let me let me tell you um, that uh, God is good. And you know, if I if if I could, uh, I don't think I would change anything about my walk with the Lord except I would uh, love to be, uh, have been more faithful, but I don't think that there are a lot of people who wouldn't uh, have loved to be more faithful. I uh, thank God I had opportunities to, to pastor several churches in the Tidewater area, at least two churches who I'm not going to name, who I was a candidate for, and I believe that uh, if God wanted me to be there, I would have been there, but I'm happy uh, at where uh, I am in in Zuni. People ask me uh, about Zuni. They say, well, where is Zuni? I ask them, do they know where Virginia Beach is? And they say, yes. And I tell them that Virginia Beach is on the outskirts of Zuni. Now that might sound funny to you all, but I just believe 
that you don't have to be on the outskirts of somewhere else because you are smaller than them. You can be the main thing. You don't have to be uh, lesser than because you're smaller than. Why come you can't be the main thing? It's all in how you see yourself. God bless you, Debbie Humphreys from Jacksonville, North Carolina, my good friend, uh, Bishop Aubrey Mullins, Apostle Aubrey Mullins is down there in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, so I believe that. You see, I believe that growth is not just uh, quantitative, but it's qualitative. And a lot has to do with the perspective from which you see yourself. Write this down. Take note of this. It is not what is there to be seen, but it is the perspective from which you see things from that dictates what you see. How you look at yourself is a major piece of how you're going to live your life. You can live your life looking down. You can have that old uh, Hebrew mentality. We saw ourselves as grasshoppers in their sight. That's how you saw yourself. God never told you to evaluate yourself. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you need to start seeing yourself that way. You are more than a conqueror through Christ that loves you. You ought to start seeing yourself that way. That's right. And if you want to get a book about the small, the small, you can get it from me. Go to GoMillion and GoMillionMinistries.com. And you can get my book, God Can Handle Small. It's good for small churches. It's good for people who consider themselves small in a big world. It's good for people who work in a corporate setting. So God can handle small. Praise the Lord. All right, Debbie Humphreys, that's your pastor. That's my friend. Praise be unto God. Well, our prayer call is going to start in about five more minutes and you can dial in at uh, 518-425-1719, 518-425-1719 and you can uh, tap into our prayer call. We would love to have you uh, praying with us and at midnight tonight, it'll all drop down to our uh, podcast and people will be able to hear you pray all you have to do is tell them to go to gomillion dot dot i holler not holler but i holler i h o l l a podcasting dot com and you'll be able to get it on many podcasting networks and people will be able to hear you pray on many of those podcasting uh, platforms uh, Google uh, Apple. Uh, I heart, I mean, many, many, many anchor, many, 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 many of them. What turned your heart to small? God did it. That That's all I can say, uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, is God did it. When I began to read the scriptures, I began to see how God took small things. There are four things wise, but small. God reduced Gideon's numbers. 
He said, I need to reduce the numbers so I can get the glory. God is very protective of his glory. And God gets glory out of the small. I'm not saying he doesn't get glory out of the large. I'm just saying that God gets glory out of the small. Listen, my time is about up, but I want to say this. You know, if I had one thing that I could pray for and ask God to do uh, and he would do it for me, I would ask God to allow me to have greater impact on the kingdom of God. I would ask God to have greater impact on the kingdom of God. I would love to have greater impact on the kingdom of God. Um, listen, um, I am going to have to get ready to sign off now, but uh, I want you, hello, uh, Bishop, give me about a second. I'm signing off my, my uh, broadcast. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, just give me a second. All right. Uh, I am going to have to sign off now, and I'm going to turn things over to a very capable person, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins. God bless you. Uh, we love you. Keep on praying. Remember that God answers prayer. All right. God bless you. I love each and every one of you all. I will see you Next week, dial in 518-425-1719. Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins will meet you there. 518-425-1719. God bless you. We love you all. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. You've been engaged with Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Go Million serve at Tabernacle of Praise, 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia, 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. And virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone, 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.